millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Fascinating F1 Facts, written by Joe Sayward and voiced by Richard Reddy. The Stuff of Untrue Legend Sidney Green was a one-armed fighter pilot who set up a racing team and built a Formula One car. What a ripping yarn. Surf around the internet and you can find it told here and there. You can read wonderful tales about how Green was a decorated Spitfire pilot who had several kills and was named the Wingless Wonder until you look it all up in the official records and find that none of it stacks up, at least not in the way the story has been told. Sidney George Green was appointed a supernumerary flying officer in the Royal Air Force Volunteer Reserve Training Branch in 1947. He was later given the rank of squadron leader, but that was after the war. During the conflict itself, he served with the Royal Observer Corps, a civil defence organisation administered by the RAF Fighter Command. The ROC wore RAF uniforms. Green was an aircraft recognition instructor, and obviously a valuable one. The subriquet Wingless Wonder was not applied because he had lost an arm, as the stories suggest, but rather the term applied within the RAF to all officers who were not pilots, because they did not have wings stitched on their uniforms as the pilots did. Call it journalistic license, but sometimes the facts are not as good as the resulting story. Nonetheless, Green did good service for his country, as much as could be expected from a man with only one arm. Born in Plaistow in East London in 1908, Sid was 16 years old when he was knocked off his bike by a bus and lost his left arm. It was a devastating blow for the young apprentice, but he responded with remarkable determination and became a draftsman, a job which allowed him to buy an MG Magneti with which he started motor racing. He did not adapt the controls, he simply drove the car with only his right hand. When the war came, he was rejected by the British Army, which is not really a surprise. After the war, in addition to his RAF volunteer reserve activities, he went into partnership with Monty Gilby to set up a business called Gilby Engineering. This grew rapidly in the 1950s, doing subcontract work for big companies such as Armstrong, Ford and CAV. Gilby returned to racing, but soon switched to become an entrant 
His biggest triumph was when Sterling Moss won the 1961 British Empire Trophy at the wheel of a Gilby Fraser Nash. The team also ran cars for the likes of Mike Hawthorne, Ivor Bube and Roy Salvadori. Salvadori raced a Gilby Engineering Maserati A6 GCS sports car in 1953 and the following year Gilby took delivery of the first privately owned Maserati 250F which won a few minor races in Britain. This was followed by a Cooper Maserati. Salvadori would later be replaced by Sid's son Keith who first got a racing license in 1955. Sid wanted Keith to be a racing star. In 1960, Sid hired ex-Lotus designer Len Terry, who designed a 1098cc Gilby sports car for Keith to drive. This was prepared by Peter Ashcroft, later to become competitions manager for Ford GB, and Terry Hoyle, who became a celebrated engine builder in rallying. The Gilby Climax produced a series of good results in the hands of the young Green and Peter Arundel. And so Sid decided to build a Formula One car for his son to drive in the new 1.5-litre formula. Terry produced an uncomplicated design, powered by a Coventry Climax engine. The car showed particularly well when Gilby talked Bruce McLaren into giving it a test run. The problem was that Gilby Engineering did not have a budget to do all the big races, and so it appeared only in British events and one or two others. It finished fourth in the Lewis Evans Trophy at Brands Hatch and sixth in the Danish Grand Prix at Roskildering. There were good results in 1962 as well, but a switch to BRM engines did little to improve the car. At the time, Gilby Engineering had been acquired by another company, which was not interested in racing, and so the team was disbanded and the F1 car sold to Ian Rabby. Keith went on to find his niche not as a driver, but as a celebrated team manager for a wide variety of organisations in different racing categories. Sons cannot always be what their fathers want them to be. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.